Welcome to 6-1 IndieCast episode 68. We're this much closer to being nice. Uh, nice. This podcast recorded hey. live on twitch.tv slash 6-1-Indie each and every Saturday right here. Uh, nope, I already did the Twitch link. Uh, <laughs> every Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern. If you can't be here in chat live, no biggie. You can catch new episodes every Monday morning on all major podcast services. Speaking of those podcast services, please do us a huge favor. Follow, sub, leave a glowing five-star review. If you're feeling extra kind, consider becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash 6-1-Indie. You get some extra goodies while while also directly supporting the work we do. And last but not least, speaking of that work, go check out 61indie.com for the latest reviews, previews, and more indie gaming goodness. Before we get into what we've been playing, the patrons at the Pigeon level, thank you so much. They support us at that level, so they get their name shouted out every single episode. We got Joe Wilson, Alec Polesley, The Good Sir, Mick at The Nanobiologist, Jessica Sanchez, Trevor Starkey, Aaron Cini, and Jesse Fatelli. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping. We raised close to $2,000 uh, for Extra Life last weekend. Thank you all for coming and checking it out during that stream. Uh, you probably caught Justin and I snoring next to each other on the couch for a couple hours in the very early, <laughs> late hours of the stream uh, thank you so much uh, Monday's going to a great cause if you still would like to donate please go to tinyurl.com slash 61kids and donate whatever you can um, we will be doing another stream with the rest of the team that could not make it for last weekend's Extra Life uh, Bonanza. Not time, TBD, but we'll let you know when that happens. Um, yeah, tonight we are, I'm joined by Justin and Austin. How are you guys doing? Great. Good life, man. Loving it. Yeah. Happy to be How here for once. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, happy to be here for being the other times you were here, you weren't happy, or are you just happy that you're here? I'm just happy I'm here. I get to be on one of these again, you know? That works. That works. I was about to say, Austin, do we have do we have to talk this out live on the on the show? Maybe not live. <laughs> Maybe not live. Let's cut it. Let's cut the feed. I got a pen and a pad right here. I'll, yeah, yeah. Just so you can play <laughs> I'll mediate. Yeah, exactly. Um, a bit of a, a very cool personal news. Austin got engaged since last time. I did. Big congrats. I did. If that happened. Congrats. Yeah. Round of thank applause. You. Round of applause. Thank you. Thank is. you. Uh, yeah, you- went swimmingly. Awesome. Exactly. Yep. Uh, random question that's popped in my head. Um, can you guys think of an indie game that deals with like an engagement, or like a, a game that has like in in game characters getting married? It's like the sole thing of it. Obviously, there's a lot of splitting of relationships, but I, it, it, it's hard to come up with one about that. Whole brought process. it up and my head immediately went to it takes two, and I was like, nope, <laughs> that's <laughs> <opposite>. dude, same. <laughs> I, I would be remiss to say that there isn't one. I there's got to be there's got to be one or two out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I, I hope that becomes a little bit more prevalent though, because that's cool. Yeah. Play the game, and more the uplifting. end goal is you know hearing the word yes. I think that'd be Wait, cool. Oh they need to make. <laughs> hey, oh! I was gonna say went crazy. They need to make an indie game where the whole thing is you not trying not to screw up like the engagement. Yeah. That'd yeah. Be yeah. Like Octodad style too, yes. <laughs> make it all difficult. <laughs> that would be so cool. That'd be great. I feel like getting wait, the ring to the wait. place would be a good bid. Yeah. I, I played Octodad a long time ago. Don't you get married in that game? You do get married. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Isn't that one? Kind I of? believe so. I don't think you. I don't think you propose in it though. I think you start <laughs> sure. out like at the church. But yes. Yeah. I, I, I just, I'm thinking, I have, your your idea. I'm thinking of like. Uh. Detroit become human like when you analyze the scene to get all the bits of information and depending sure. on what you get is the success rate at the end of that chapter but just sure. like you know the whole proposal thing you're analyzing yeah. you need to you know get all the information if you miss something something's gonna go wrong and you might not yeah. get the yes you might get some no's that'd be, that'd be interesting that'd be interesting yeah Bunch of branching wedding planner. all about that <laughs> what was that Justin? Two point wedding planner. Yeah, two point wedding planner. <laughs> exactly. Oh no. <laughs> um, so for this episode, uh, the news indie news is a little light. Um, I'm sure we're gonna get bombarded for the game awards. Um, we talked briefly about it uh, at the end of our 24 hour stream at Extra Life, but Austin, since you're here, um, what do you expect to see from the game awards on the indie front? Any cool indie game? 
announcements do you foresee? Um, what are on the horizon for early next year? Besides Sifu in February, because I I can see Sifu. I can see Sifu making some kind of appearance. Yeah. When is Stray? I don't think it has a firm release date. I think it's just like 2022. I think. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That, that yeah. You put me on the spot. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I'm scattered, scatterbrained because of Thanksgiving and the sure. engagement and all that stuff going on. But yeah, I could definitely see Sifu being there uh, to some extent. Yeah. I know we're getting in, the, in in front of the eyes of the viewers one more time before yeah, it comes out. Absolutely. I think uh, a couple that we thought of uh, while we were delirious was uh, Play Dead's next game. Finally, uh, sure. Inside of Limbo, it's been a long time, and that feels like a Game Awards kind of. It does, yeah. Announcement, like world premiere kind of thing. Um, there was that other game that we th- we thought was Play Dead. It's it's the name of a town or something like Michigan. Somerville. Somerville. Thank you. Ooh. Um, yeah. We saw yeah. that briefly at Xbox's stage. I think. Yep. Yes, that sounds right. Yeah, that it'd be E3. cool to see a little bit more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I thought of on the way home. Uh, driving home the four hours from from Mike and Kelsey's house, um, extremely okay games. They're they're the game they they put out very briefly. Uh, they made Celeste, the previously Matt makes games, I think. Um, sure. And they just recently put uh, tweeted some pictures of like the development process, and in the background you could see like ideas for like items that have buffs and stuff on it. So. It'd be kind of cool to see that. I'm excited to see whatever that was. I forgot what the name of that game was, though. That does have a name already. I'm going to look that up real quick. Justin, what about you? Anything that you thought of? I would like to... I know we got the demo earlier this summer with E3, but I would like to see more on Tunic. Like, finally give oh, us like yeah. a window or a date. That's a good point. Yeah. I haven't really heard too much about that unless I just didn't wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, Earthblade is the extremely okay. Ooh, games. okay. Um, that's a, yeah, it's a dope name too. It's a very um, there was another game called Replaced. I think was that at yes. Xbox's Ooh, thing. Yes. I think that yeah. was one that I could see making an appearance because that that had a lot of buzz around it as well. So I could see them wanting to get more eyes on it. At that the was like the people. the Blade Runner pixel. Yep. Game, right? I'm like foaming at the mouth for that. That looks beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um, Man, there, there's. I mean, that's the thing. There's so many cool surprises, both on the bigger side and and smaller side. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the biggest bombshell, something we've all been hoping, Silk Song. Is it gonna be there? Man, <laughs> man, I have that game on my fantasy critic league, and <laughs> yeah. like, it's just not gonna happen. I don't think. No. But here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Hey, if Axie Verge 2 can come out this year, we can see Silk Song this year. (laughs) Didn't that just, like, stealth launch? Or did I not remember that correctly? Uh, Axie Verge 2, was it Day of the Devs? Maybe? It just, yeah, it was like, or it was a Nintendo um, Direct, I think. Sure. Like, out now kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. If Silk Song is an out now thing on the Game Awards, we are in trouble for Game of the That would be dope, though. That would be fantastic. But too many games. That would be huge. Too many games. It's always the the good problem to have. Yeah. 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 Yeah, My money's on Sifu, though. Sifu is definitely, I think, going to be there to some capacity. Even if it's just some like a sizzle reel of some kind. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh yeah, so let's get into um what games are coming out this week before we get into what we've been playing because that's gonna be the bulk of this episode. Uh, I got this list from uh, thegamer.com. Uh, obviously, there's some games we probably will be missing from here, but this is the list that I found, and we're just gonna roll with it. We got Alpine, the simulation game. Uh, if you're looking to get into the spirit of winter, Alpine, the simulation game from developer HR Inaways, will be right up your alley. A varied story campaign filled with missions will keep you plenty busy. That is, when you're not tearing up the slopes of the Alps while skiing in third person. We also have Crash the Core. Uh, that game is, I th- believe, only on Steam, I think. Maybe PS4? I'm not sure. Uh, Crash the Core, 
uh, on Steam. Fans of digital deck builders will want to be sure to check out Honest Rogue Games' Crash the Core this week. Set in a sci-fi fantasy setting, the roguelike deck builder tasks you with, equip- with equipping gadgets, summoning allies, buying weapons and consumables, and salvage cards as you make your way through each round, gathering intel about the secret location of a planet's core system and a conspiracy that threatens the entire universe. It also has co-op, which is cool. Uh, local That's PC, color. by the way. Just, yeah, just PC clarifying. Yep. Yep. Uh, Deer Simulator with four E's. Your average everyday deer game. <laughs> uh, PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Ready to turn your brain off in the best way possible this holiday weekend? Look no further than Deer Simulator. Your average everyday <laughs> deer game. From developer Gibier Games. After a long stint in early access, the game is finally launching this week, putting you in the hooves of a deer who can use its elongated neck as a grappling hook while also what? being able to use adjacent objects <laughs> to turn into a Megazord-like creature. It's a, ridiculously, <laughs> it's a ridiculous-looking game and one that deserves your attention and laughter. Deer Simulator launches on November 25th. That sounds crazy. <laughs> I'm looking at the trailer right now. Yeah. And he just turned into a Megazord. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. With cops, cop vans, uh, shoulder pads, and then just turned into the Akira motorcycle. Yes. <laughs> what is happening? That's awesome. I love it. That I'm might be it. like the perfect kind of turned your brain off kind of game uh, I need right now. It looks Absolutely. insane. And this this next one on the list I think is really intriguing. Yes. Uh, coming on November 26th on PC and Switch, Date Night Bowling. Spending yet another holiday alone again? Cheer up with the cozy pixel art stylings of Date Night Bowling from developer Serenity Forge. Take on the role of one of ten characters as they search for love in the likeliest of places to find it. A neon-lit bowling alley. Choose your character and find love while you play a surprisingly deep game of bowling, where you can choose your ball weight and lane oil. You can even play locally with a second player. That sounds awesome. Lane oil? Yeah, I was going to say that too. And I'm happy it's coming to Switch. But yeah, what yes. what is Lane Oil? Uh, <laughs> is it depends. It's Painting like, Dr. Google. <laughs> that's why when you go bowling, like they have that foul line. Like if you walk past it, it's extremely slippery. It just how just helps the ball mm. like gain speed as you roll it down. It's right. so wild. Yeah. All right. The Seems semantics like of bowling. Seems like cheating. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little bit. Uh, I mean, if everyone's using it, then it's fair. If everyone's true. utilizing the same cheat, then Absolutely. you're on a level, level playing field. If only you were around in the 90s when there were steroids rampant in baseball. Listen, <laughs> if everyone uses it, we're good. Level playing field, right? you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Uh, Terrible. Also coming out this week, uh, November 23rd, is Death's Door on PS4, PS5, and Nintendo Switch. Forza Popo, early access on November 24th on Steam. King Under the Mountain, early access on Steam. Dayland Pocket Planet, which is a port available for Xbox Series X, Switch, and PC via Steam. And Lens Island Early Access on Steam. Thank you for the gamer for that list of games. Anything from here that you're, like, dying to play, guys? I mean, I, I already announced it, but Day Night Bowling seems very interesting. Seems like a perfect Switch game, something I would just kind of put on before I go to bed, put an hour and a half or around half an hour around there, in between that range. Just yeah, absolutely. Something I can turn my brain off to and be pleasantly surprised. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yep. Mm-hmm. Definitely uh, late to the game on this, and it's coming for everything else, but I need to get on Death's Door, because I've heard nothing but great things. It looks entirely like my jam, and I just haven't gotten around to it. Fell victim to the backlog list. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. I get that. Uh, I was just looking up who uh, Serenity Forge is. Excuse Mm. me. Um, They did the Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess they did that. Um, so that's pretty cool. That's Gambit as well. One of the Cyanide and Happiness games, Freak Freakpocalypse. Fairly cool. heavy hitters. I know. I, they've been around, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, yeah. I thought that name sounded familiar. I just couldn't mm-hmm. put, my, put my finger on it. Go ahead and place it. Yeah. Date Night Bowling. Very cool. Into it. Uh, but speaking about that store, Justin, uh, yes. we'll get, get into what we've been playing. And I... Uh, a few hours ago, Platinum Death Store on PS5. Ooh. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, game's phenomenal. Deserves every accolade. Mm. Deserves every bit of praise. Um, while it's not like... At times it gets a little... little repetitive, in a way. 
just the way the, the enemies are, are being reused often. Um, and you, you fall and, into like the same kind of gameplay loop. Is, is it kind of seems like that style of game, though, where that, yeah, that kind sure. of is always not necessarily an issue. It's just you kind of have to know what you're getting into when you get yeah. into those type of games. In my, in my experience for this game, because this is not my type of game. And I played Tunic on the demo, and I was like, "This like I see the quality here, but it's not for me." Yeah. Death Store is 110 percent not for me, but I enjoyed my time way more than I did with Tunic. And that's not that's not a, like a shot against Tunic. I just sure. think Death Store is like a complete package for that genre. Absolutely, especially from like a, a very small team. I think five or six yeah. people uh, at Acid Nerve put their work in on this. Um, it's visually stunning. I, when the humor is there, it's very funny. Um, mm-hmm. uh, There's a character named Pothead. So yes. let's just and his head is a pot. Okay, yes. <laughs> it's fantastic. So. Uh, they're um, one of the main big bosses, which is I think one of my gripes with it. There's only like three big bosses. Um, <laughs> And plus, there, there's like an end game boss and, and whatnot, but I wish there was a little bit more variety from there. Uh, but the the second boss that you go fight is this big uh, frog, and it does like the like the Bloodborne thing, where the title of the character like flashes on the screen, like very big bold letters, and the frog has it says the frog's name, which I forget it was, and then it keeps listing titles. And it's like six <laughs> rows of titles. And then at the very last one is, oh, we hit the character limit. <laughs> and then the fight starts. <laughs> so like when the humor is there, the humor is very good. The weapons like feel great. Um, they each have their own pluses and minuses, whether it's, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, blanking Kyle speak English. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly what you're going for, but I will, I will add that you can upgrade each weapon. So, like, if you know you're bad at shooting the bow or whatever, you can just upgrade that weapon so you, you are better at using that weapon as opposed to your sword or whatever. Sure. Is it, that's um, what I ended up doing. Are the weapons kind of like what you're using throughout the game? Is there, like, a choice to, like, I'm going to double down on my blades and, like, become very proficient with it so, because I mean, of that the bow takes a side seat or... The bow is uh, like a magical thing, so yeah. that 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 mm. takes a, like a mana point away from um, mm. your bar. You start with four. Uh, you regain mana points just by hitting an enemy, though. So that's very very. I love that part where like you can be aggressive, not not have to worry about like holding your magic for bosses or big big uh, mm-hmm. fights. You can use them whenever. Just you got to know when you can you run up to hit an enemy to gain that back or there are things in the environment you can also hit to gain it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a bit gotcha. of a cool strategy there. Uh, Austin, you can't upgrade the weapons. Uh, it's just, you, know, you, you can upgrade yourself. I think that goes through all the right. weapons, I think. Right. So you're upgrading. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're upgrading uh, like attributes. Yes, so it makes you like, are, you, you redeem your souls. And then you can yeah. pump up your your own strength, but not the weapons. Uh, right, but doesn't that, doesn't that make like your combo bigger and like your yeah, you, it's things got, do more you get damage more reach and stuff? And, but yeah, uh, you can't do things like have your sword that, do more damage yeah. than the other one. Kind of yeah, that, that's a viable correction. Instead of the weapons, you're upgrading like dexterity yes. and strength, and it's been a while, but like magic and something else, something mm-hmm. like that. and like how fast your charge goes. Yeah, because the magic yeah. you can charge it up. Uh, before you release it um yeah i think it's fantastic it's well worth the play it deserves the awards um Mm -hmm. not sure if it's my favorite indie of the year but it's definitely up there in top five uh yeah game of the year is gonna be tricky this year gentlemen (laughs) it's gonna be extremely tricky once again a good problem to have just very good problem (laughs) problem. but yeah uh, death store is now everywhere um Please play it. I believe it's still on Game Pass, so please go get that. If, if money's tight and you, uh, you're a Game Pass owner, f- please download and play this game. Um, mm-hmm. And the cool thing about Death Store is after you beat the boss, um, there's like a whole nother part of the story that you can do uh, to get the true ending. And it's very cool things. And I love the variety of, I don't want to spoil what you're doing, but the variety Mm. of things that you're doing in that, I think was very, very fun. And I wish there was more of that in the main game 
because that would that would have helped a little bit. But yeah, Death Store is great. Absolutely. Yeah, like I said before, like that style of game is not for me. But I would totally recommend anyone anyone playing like quality games this year. Like this has to be on your radar. Like yes. it's it's just that much of a quality title in my opinion. Absolutely, you guys are saying all the right things. All the right things, Justin. Hell yeah, I cannot wait. <laughs> Uh, speaking about all the right things, a game that I played and crashed my computer, Justin, XO one. <laughs> oh yes. So I've been playing XO one for about a week now. Um, getting my time in it with when I can, but it is a trip, man. It is a physics based puzzle game, but it, the narrative is so light and delivered through this weird kind of like, radio kind of walkie talkie, but it's given to you so sparingly. You're essentially just soaring through these grand sci-fi vistas that kind of seem endless. Um, Cause that's the, the, the hook, right? You're basically like yeah. this Frisbee that is malleable and you can flatten to gain distance or, or dive, go down. Go ahead. Is this, so, did someone, I think someone titled this or coined this like Flower in Space. And I thought that seemed, I haven't played it, but that, that piqued my interest. That's a good, that's a good description for sure. Yeah. I'm not familiar with Flower. Um, what? Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I am, no, I'm Sir. scared. Uh, so yeah, you play as this orb and you can increase its density to make yourself just sink you can change into a disc, as Kyle said, but there are also like air currents and weird kind of shapes in the both the environments and the objects within them. So like one level, for instance, you the very first level you start off in, which kind of tutorializes the game, but also not really because everything in this game is so hands off. It's kind of crazy. It feels more like an experience than an actual like. I'm pursuing the end of a story. I feel like I'm just existing within the parameters of this. And you start, like off, you start off in this <laughs> desert and it essentially is teaching you how like that you can increase your density. So you're kind of riding these sand dunes like a half pipe, but one desert, one level might be this desert. The next one might be this like raging ocean, but there are air currents above the ocean that you can catch when you form into the disc so it turns into a game of like, I see pretty much all the levels uh, work in the same way. Whereas you're trying, you're trying to get to this beam of light that's like super far out in the horizon to the point where it almost seems like set dressing and not an actual place you can go. And as you get there, you're experiencing whether it's oceans or like pitfalls or like gravity wells or just weird like stargates. It's it feels like the scene in Doctor Strange where the Ancient One blasts Steven through the multiverse. Like, I feel... Every time I sit down, I look at my screen, and I'm just like, holy shit. Everything is so much different than the last level, but it makes you strategize with the physics that's presented in a very different way each time, yeah. which is very engaging to me because it is a simple game on its surface, but there's a lot that you can kind of, like sit there and scratch your head at while you're trying. It's so weird, man. I don't even yeah, know the best I way to kind of like my, my brief time playing it earlier this year or last year, whatever we, I got to play it during early access and it's very much like you have to know when to nosedive to gain speed and find the right terrain to then ramp up and get even more height, and more distance. And it's oddly emotional. I don't know how you feel, Justin, but like flying through this, desolate alien world and you feel or you hear the wind whipping past you and the rain falling it's very emotional i think like i teared up like in the first tutorial world just because i'm like it's beautiful but you're also like you said you're just existing you're just going yeah. through this like it's oddly satisfying I'm i getting, just got i'm getting hints of like thumper minus the rhythm stuff if that makes sense. Because sure. Thumper, I love that. I love Thumper's that game. Great. It's vi visually stunning. I love that game so much yeah. by how it just looks. And you're talking about these vistas and how it always changes. I'm like, that sounds a lot like Thumper to me. Where it's like you never know what, you, what to expect when going into a new environment kind of thing. Way less yeah. stressful than Thumper, though. <laughs> good, 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 good. <laughs> Looping back around to what you were saying about, like, the way that it plucks on emotion, Kyle, is 
I'm coming off the tales of unpacking. And that game hits a very strong sense of catharsis for me, where it's like, again, very simplistic in its gameplay. You're just doing this simple task and it triggers this emotion. But whereas you feel catharsis in unpacking, I feel like this really like stamps down loneliness, but not the kind of loneliness that's sad. It's like the way that its music cues hit and the way that you have the sound effects that Kyle was saying, like the way the wind soars by you and even the way that it flashes again, it like, the game states in the beginning screens that it could cause seizures for those that are sensitive to it. Um, there's a lot of flashing, a lot of lights, a lot of honestly ridiculousness. It feels like a Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> like, but um, there is a narrative being threaded again through the walkie-talkie kind of like voice that is linked to a group of spacefarers. It's like a team that was going out to explore deep space or our solar system. And the way that, like, they thread those kind of radio messages, these signals that break through during the loneliness with the music cues and, like, the flashing imagery of, like, deep space or, like, these sand dunes, it it feels like you're uncovering some, like, ancient mystery or something while you're also... It's so strange. Yeah. It feels like you're living with echoes. Like, you're not actually around anybody even though you're being fed narrative. And it's... It's so strange, but it's so good. It's, I would definitely recommend it to anybody. <laughs> it's an experience. Yeah. At, at least to just kind of like, uh, try it out and, and, and cause it is different. Yeah. It's so different from any other kind of like, yeah, it, it is very similar to flower in the, in the essence of like, you are just kind of floating around trying to hit your certain spots or whatnot, but this is seems very, like it has more depth. Yeah, like this on is, the surface where mm-hmm. there's depth to flower, but like this one isn't trying to hide as much as flower was, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you can definitely get lost in XO one. Sure. Yeah. Cause that let Justin hit it on, on the head before where that end point, that light is so far away <laughs> and you have this vast landscape and you can go left, right, super high, super low roll on the ground for a while. There are moments where in sevens, like the night in chess, you know, you got to make the little L's. <laughs> there are moments that I've had where the game, if you position yourself in the right way, I try to like break it, I guess, in like the third level, because there's like this edge that it doesn't want you going off of. But there's no way there's no fail state. There's no way to get a game over. So the game kind of like adapts to whatever you're doing and it's so strange because it kind of ties in with the whole vibe of the game where i've had moments where everything will the objective will be in front of me slightly up but then like the way that i position things will rotate so hard that i kind of lose my bearings and it does feel like you're in this vast infinite space because of that where like up becomes down becomes behind me becomes all right how am i even going to get out of this situation it's it's weird the way that it makes you traverse and plays with your perception of things, especially with it being the objective being so far off and distant. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. X01 is, I believe on game pass. I think I saw it on yes. there yesterday. Um, and also on steam. I think those are the only consoles or platforms it's on. I don't think it's on switch or anything. Um, so yeah, go give it a shot, especially in, again, another game pass game. Go give it a shot. Um, on the total opposite end of the spectrum, Austin. I want to mm. learn about these kiwi birds working Ooh. in the mailroom. Uh, tell us what sure. Okay. So there, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sell you on the dumbest thing about this game that will 110 percent make you want to play. I'm in. Their names are Jeff and Deborah. The kiwis. Yes. <laughs> I love it. As soon as I heard that, I was like, I'm in. I don't care. But think, okay, think of like slightly more laid back, overcooked. But instead of cooking, you're in this like fantasy postal service area and you're just working together with your fellow kiwi uh two-player co-op to get these letters out or these packages out on a timely manner to the right people blah 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 like one you have to jump on this on this typewriter to spell out the sentences that you're selling that you're writing on this letter to send it off then when it gets harder it like it moves things on you to different places like it'll move like the k somewhere else and then it will make the k actually disappear and the k is actually the l so then you're like you're trying to go fast in time and you're like crap i hit the k but that k isn't the k that's actually the l so then you have to go back and re and you have to get your little kiwi to jump on the delete button a few times and it, it's just great it's hectic but i i there's a balance to it where like 
overcooked can get so stressful and you're screaming at your your fiance to stop doing a certain thing. Whereas Kiwi has that, but I think they strike a better balance with like, this isn't going to ruin your relationship. This isn't going to ruin friendships. There's a balance between screaming difficulty and like just fun difficulty. I think Kiwi has a perfect balance of that. And I loved every second of playing this with my fiance. It was great. Uh, Can you play this solo? I haven't tried actually, but I definitely think you will have so much more fun playing with someone else. For sure. I don't know if you have to have couch co-op or if you can play online that way. I just, my situation is just, I have someone here to play with and it's yeah, great. That works. But yeah. Uh, how many, how many Kiwis can you play? Is there like a you, Justin and a Sarah? No, there's, there's just Jeff and Deborah, okay. but you can custom, but you can customize your Kiwi. You can get a, like a little astronaut helmet on him and you oh, can get, change okay. his fur color. You can change his fur style. You have to unlock these and buy these, I think. Okay. Buy these as in like within game currency. Mm-hmm. So like, don't, don't. Okay. Yeah. What do you, you what do you I, earn? What's the currency? Are they making real I don't, money? I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember what it is. But I know you get it pretty easily. Like it's I wasn't I was never struggling to be like, oh, I really want this fur. Like you'll you'll get that fur with them playing it a few times. If you Sweet. really want that fur pattern or whatever. Yeah. Uh how many levels were we talking here? Or like missions no. or challenges? Um I think there's like three to four stages. And by stage, I mean, like, one time you're doing packages and labeling them as heavy or fragile. One is you're typing out a letter for them. One is you're just putting the stamp on it and putting it on an ostrich to be ran off to its destination. (laughs) So there's, like, three or four stages, but there's, like, a lot of variations and difficulty modifiers that they put on these uh, stages that make it different every time. Nice. Yeah, I really like it. I I highly recommend this for anyone who has a significant other and they want to get them into playing games or they already play games. You have to complete these levels within a certain time frame, or is the time um, here just kind I, of like self-referenced? I think you, you do, but they get, they have like a gold, a silver and a bronze. So like the bronze is usually pretty, pretty easy. Like it to, I think to move on to the next stage, you have to at least get a bronze, but I don't like, I, I do think you still earn currency by like completing said stage. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I'm I just trying to see if it's local or like you can play this online as well. Mm. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that one. Like I said, my situation is just, he's here. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious as, cause I'm always looking for, for new games for like my nieces to play and, and learn and get comfortable with like using a controller. Instead of a touch screen, it, it, is this like they? hard to? Uh, oldest is ten, twins are eight. Oh, totally good. Yeah, okay. yeah, totally. Not not like a whole lot of inputs. Probably like what jump and move There's with the joystick. Jump and then like I think one you have to like grab certain fruits to feed an ostrich. Okay. So I think it's like jump grab. But you have to like butt bomb on certain things with your little kiwi to like get stuck to your butt and then run it somewhere. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. on, it's very like Mario esque platforming. Oh, okay, cool. Stuff-ish. cool. On the kiwigame.com website, uh, mm-hmm. they have Jeff and Deborah as like, hey, meet them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jeff is a new hire at the Telepost. Jeff is excited to be <laughs> part of one of Bungalow Basin's oldest institutions. He is hoping to soar to great heights in the organization, although probably not literally. Jeff's favorite things, <laughs> radio tinkering, weird history, snails, and posts. And then meet Deborah. Deborah loves the feeling of knowing her work is helping the community of Bungalow Basin. Sometimes she jumps off of desks just so she can parachute back down. That's what happens when you fall in Kiwi. <laughs> Deborah's favorite things, <laughs> punctuality. Running, large worms, and post. And there's an octopus named Zoe? There is an octopus. Whoa. That's yeah, that cool. she's, like, moving things to certain areas. Like, you, you could picture, like, an animated movie in your head. Like, Absolutely. Like, using your little tentacles. Yeah. Oh, man, that's cool. Very, very cool. Mm-hmm. I we've, We saw that a bunch, like, in other, like, showcases or, like, E3 shows. And it always looks like fun, so I'm glad to know that it actually is fun. Yeah, it did. It definitely did get buried a little bit, which I yeah. was kind of upset with. I. It was on my radar as soon as I saw it. I bought it as soon as I remembered it existed, which is probably on me a little bit. I didn't buy it right away. But as soon as I bought it, as soon as I played it, I was like, wow, this is great. This is worth my time. Like, I, I highly suggest this game. It's worth it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, another game uh, that came out this year that I played from start to finish in one sitting last night, The Artful Ooh. Escape. Um, oh, how long was this one sitting? Around three and a half. 
Oh, okay, cool. Uh, um, That's if, awesome. If you're not um, skipping through some of the dialogue like I am, like just getting to the next part, probably be a little bit around four, a little bit over four. Um, sure. Artful Escape, you play as uh, this young man who is the nephew to a famous folk singer, and you are in your hometown of, I believe it's Calypso, Um Every single year upon the date of his passing or or th- his record, it's one of the two, uh, fans from all over the world come to that place to celebrate that album and celebrate him. And you are gearing up to play your first show ever as your famous uncle's nephew, the next line of musicians. And um, you're super nervous and you're, you're trying to you're just jamming out, uh, trying to get comfortable and you run into um, this other person named Violetta, and she tells you about this thing called Lightman's to kind of like get an edge off. And um, as you're going through the town, you, you you start thinking of yourself as like, I can't do this. I'm not talented enough. I gotta be somebody else. And then you discover Lightman's is like this. It's a big jump here. I don't want to spoil a whole lot, but like Lightman's is basically an alien outpost and you then go become a rock star in the universe and you are playing shows for aliens that are getting beamed into the cosmic lung, which is your spaceship that you're on. Come again. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know it gets real weird. It gets real weird and real out there. Um, I love it. But yeah, you're basically just jamming out and it is, uh, very What's, simplistic as far as gameplay goes. Okay. I was going to say, what is the gameplay? Like, yeah. Is it button prompts? Is it rhythm? What is it? Um, it's it's pretty much button prompts. Okay. Uh, you do have some freedom to kind of like play however you want to play, uh, but it is L the left bumper, right bumper, and then X, Y, and B are your like your chords, your strings, or whatnot. Um, okay. And it's only left to right. Uh, movement like you can't go into the foreground or background it's not 3d movement um 3d characters like in a 2d plane kind of thing sure um and yeah you 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 can hold down x and just basically like shred the entire time you're running um, (laughs) which does get a little tiresome because it's the same thing like the, the 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 music that you're shredding out of the guitar. I'm not a musician. I don't know the right terms. Uh, <laughs> it never changes. Note. Yeah. Thank you. And the, the notes <laughs> don't change per. Is it the same guitar thing. the whole time? You do have an option at some point to switch it up. Hmm. Um, but that, that comes through like a story moment. Um, sure. And yeah, and then you, you come up to like these bosses and then that is when you have the musical key where you can clearly see the button layout like on this person and they will light up and it becomes a game of like Simon says. So like Mm -hmm. that right bumper lights up on him. You have to hit it in time and try to remember. Um, And that's pretty much the gameplay. You can jump double jump. Um, It's very basic. Uh, And that's like my biggest issue with it. If it feels, it feels very basic very safe as far as like a gameplay uh, standpoint comes from it it sounds like focused. it's very yeah, it narrative like focused which is fantastic they're, it sounds like they're weaving you through this dude's perspective yes and it, it also sounds like they know exactly what they're making and like in terms of a video game they weren't really trying to blow you away in terms of gameplay or whatever sure. they're just trying to weave you through this i hate i hate this because it's cliche but an experience rather yeah. than and actual like gameplay fest. Absolutely. That and I, and that experience is a good one. The story mm-hmm. of this this um guy who I can't remember his name. I I, I played it late last night and it went by in a blur. Um the story is great. The narrative is great of him doubting himself and trying to come over it, overcome that and uh shout out to the voice cast. Uh, is it cast. Francis? Francis, thank you. Yes, you're, yeah. you're Francis. Yep. Um, shout out to the voice cast, like Mark Strong, Lena Headey, Carl Weathers. Um, Carl Weathers is in this. Game. Yeah, Jason Schwartzman. Um, fantastic cool. cast. Uh, Carl Weathers, in particular, I think, absolutely crushed it 
in his role. If you don't don't know Carl Weathers, uh, Apollo from Rocky, um, and Predator as well. Um, yeah, it's it's really cool. It's on Game Pass as well. Uh, definitely not going to be like the best of indies as far as like best overall game, but from art direction standpoint, it's gorgeous. Mm. Absolutely stunning. Um, Ga- game yeah. pass, man. Game pass. All these great Excuse indies. Me. What a deal. Heavy rock opera vibes. A very much sure. a heavy rock opera for sure. Yeah. Uh, enough about being artsy fartsy. Austin, are we getting artsy fartsy in Mon Cage? Or Moncage? Yeah. yeah, I'd say so. I, th- I think it's like montage, but montage. I honestly oh, okay. have no idea. I, I, I don't know. Sure. I, in my brain, I just say Moncage. I don't Moncage, know. yeah. But it's a, it's a puzzler where you're in this little cube. You're in this like glass-like cube, and it's a perspective puzzle. So you're trying to connect things. Like So you're at this cube, and you're turning it to where you see half of both, both images, and you have to like line up things to create another thing. That way it can move or progress the story, and then it'll create more different sides on the cube. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I had a truck. This is the very beginning. I had a truck on one glass pane of this cube, and then on one that was stuck. And on the other side, I had a truck that wasn't stuck, but it wasn't moving. I got the perspective to where the front of the truck that wasn't stuck met the back of the truck that was stuck, and then I could move that truck. Like oh, I, I was okay. able to connect those two to, and that's how it, it's perspective. It's a bunch of perspective puzzles. And the thing I love about it so much is because you're like. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking at here, what I'm supposed to be clicking on, because it's just a it's just a, like a like a scene. Like you're at this abandoned factory, there's a lighthouse eventually, and you're like, am I supposed to be looking at the shack to the left of the lighthouse? Is there like a chair? Because it's always random stuff. Like I mean, click on the chair, the telescope, and if you double tap, well, this is mobile controls. I don't know the controls for PC, but you double tap, and it will highlight items that are like of importance. So you're like, okay, something along the telescope is important. So I'm going to click on the telescope. I'm going to look around it, see what perspectives uh, around it kind of like um, mimic it a little bit, kind of like reminiscent of that. I look like it. So like the perspective of the telescope might turn into a tube and something else. And it's just they match, and then you can, you're can you able to move that tube down. Like it could be something as simple as that. Also, they have hints. <laughs> and I think that is the best thing. Yeah. So, I got stuck. I looked at the little question mark in the top corner. I clicked on that and it said, you have to wait wait 14 seconds for your hint. So the one thing I don't like about it is it is all time-based on the hints. So I'm like, if I just want to get through and be like, oh, that's cool. And just keep hitting these hints. I think I should be able to. But to their credit, you get three hints per like thing that you're stuck on. Like you should probably look at the green block. And then it's like the next thing is like the green block will probably connect with this pane of glass. And then it's like the green block will definitely just do this with this item. And you're like, okay, cool. Got it. But if you still don't figure it out by that, you're like, I just, I'm just not seeing it. Because it is perspective. Sometimes it might be hidden in there. There's a video. They they offer you a video, and it's just like, here, here's a solution. That's great. You dumb-dumb. <laughs> but I, I love it because I am a dumb-dumb yeah. when it comes to these puzzle yeah, games. So am I. I'm enjoying it. I think they're weaving a narrative that I – that narrative is really important to me when it comes to video games. And the narrative they're weaving is the relationship between a father and a son. So you can find these little photos scattered around that act as like little collectibles. You just see it. You just click on it, and then you got it. It's a little collectible. You can look at the images in your album. And then it's telling the story of, like, he was raised here at this factory with his dad. And then they, they built uh, – he was there when the lighthouse, lighthouse was built. And you see the sun grow up. And then it goes into pretty serious topics. That, like, they don't really go into it. It's literally all told through these little vignettes, these little pictures. But it, I think it's going to start covering serious themes. And I'm, I'm all about that. Like, it, it seems like there's going to be something that tears this father and son apart. And I am I'm dying to know what it is. So I've only put in, like – I would say an hour, a little over an hour into the game. Okay. But I will be reviewing it for the site. So yeah. look forward to that. I'm enjoying it. So Awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, Austin. I love a good narrative game, especially <laughs> one that makes me feel the feels. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love yeah. how, like, it is a puzzle game. Mm-hmm. And I love when puzzle games put, like, a heartfelt story in it. It's not just a puzzle game, just to be a puzzle game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I love that kind of that kind of thing. Um, I think it's it's intriguing, which isn't easy. It's intriguing on two fronts, where it's like it's a unique puzzle game. Which if you're just into puzzle games, like 100 percent get this because you're not going to be able to know it yeah. right away. It's going to take a little thinking. But then it's also intriguing because you find that you get the first photo and you're like, oh, okay, that's a father and son clearly, and the, like the son's really young. Then you see the next photo and you see him like waving goodbye. Like you see the son all grown up waving goodbye to his father, and you're like, "Oh no, oh no!" Like, "Oh no, this is gonna get sad." I can tell. Yeah. And then it goes into, or at least I think it's leaning into serious things that are coming up. So I'm oh, all about it. So the photos aren't like in chronological order. 
I think, well, I think they are. Oh, okay. But you it, you don't find them, like, immediately. I don't, sure. Like, I don't think there's one in every single puzzle is what I'm thinking. Cool. That's what I'm getting at. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, hopping into uh, my last game that I'm going to talk about is mm-hmm. also a very narrative-driven uh, sad boy game. Uh, <laughs> Before Your Eyes, I want to shout out Brendan Groom from Pass the Controller. Uh, he has been tweeting out what game he's been playing this year. Uh, he played this a while ago. I was trying to find the exact tweet before, and I just could not find it. Um, but it was one of those things where Twitter shows you halfway through a thread and then the new tweet. So this was part of like the halfway through the, the thread, and it was a picture of him with like his eyes all red and puffy because he's got emotional. I've been there, Brendan. I put a video of me crying after I played the first tree on Twitter. I, it, video games are beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, ooh, what is this? Is it a short experience that I can play relatively quick and um, you can play this within an hour and a half hour 40 uh, it is on PC and it's only on PC for a very specific reason the gameplay hook is the scenes and the dialogue everything you do in the game works with you blinking so the webcam detects when you blink Nuh-uh. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's how you interact with things in the scene. And man, uh, if you blink, the scene will transition to a new one. And you might be thinking to yourself, "That sounds real dumb." You don't get the whole can, story. Can you can you just like cover the webcam? Uh, <laughs> like a- <laughs> no, you can. Uh, the reason you do that is because you have you have passed on, and you are reliving oh. your life. Mm-hmm. Trying to f- to pick out what is most important to you in these brief moments. Do and, scenes well, come back? No. Like, do you? Oh no, I don't like so, that at all. <laughs> it, it is. They they they're very scripted things where they want you to look at this and uh, you know pick something to draw on your notepad or and there every once in a while will be like a quick thing. Oh, do you want to interrupt this person? Do you want to answer this call? Um, you can simply ignore it or you can focus with your mouse on the little eyeball that pops up and then blink and that's how you interact with that choice. Um, and yeah, it makes me anxious. It's, it's very anxious. It gets very real uh, as you can expect because you are reliving your life and picking out the best moments and, um, it's a short game so I'm not going to spoil anything story, story wise, but Things that you are remembering aren't exactly how they went down. And that's what I was uh, crying before I hopped on here because it got it got real heavy. Um, sure. What a what a game. Absolutely brilliant. I believe it's nominated for a game award uh, for. Um, oh, my God. What games is, for impact. Maybe? Games for impact. Thank you. I was like, best Welcome. impact. That's not right. Yeah. Games for impact. <laughs> um and I could clearly see why, because it's telling a beautiful story of, uh, you know, what what happens. They always say your life <clears throat> it is in a blink of an eye. Uh, sure. You know? and the whole premise of the game. The whole premise is, <laughs> yeah, your life is at a blink of an eye. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that really makes me really cool. anxious because I have, like, I have a thing with eyes. So, okay, if you're watching, like a like, a doctor medical show, right, and someone is about to, like, do a surgery on an eye or Austin, something. I'm so I, with you, I, I literally, ca- I can't. I can't. Yep. My eyes will start to water. I'll yep. start to panic. I hate it. Yeah. I can't do eyes. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you're making me consciously be like, don't blink, my eyes are going to immediately just start watering <laughs> profusely. And I won't be able to play this game. I, I just can't. I won't be able to. I, I know it. <laughs> but uh, it sounds dope. There, <laughs> it seems you, incredible. Yeah, you can calibrate it, Oslin, where you can... Cheat. <laughs> you can kind of cheat it, or yeah. it actually, just sunglasses. I just remembered at the beginning it says um, if you do want to experience it, you can turn off the eye tracking. You can play with it. I just remembered it. Yeah, thank you for for saying that. You can turn off the eye tracking and play it normally. Um, cool. But yeah, it's uh, it's intense and it's definitely hitting the notes that it wants to hit, or I assume what the developers wanted to hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I also assume that 
playing it the way it's intended is probably the better way to play the game. Like it's probably for the impact where you're like, you're kind of getting these little bits and pieces. It's probably, it's probably going to weave the narrative along better where you're just seeing like bits and pieces of what you kind of putting together in your head. Yeah. And, and and point in that case, um, there, there's a part that I just experienced where the eye on the screen, the eye icon was like closed. I'm like, huh, I'm blinking. It's not doing anything. And then, I just tried, let me just close my eyes. And then the dialogue starts. So it's like no. telling you to close wow. your eyes to focus. And then you hear the conversations outside the door or outside the window. Like it's mm-hmm. that's so really, creative. really cool. Um, if nothing else, I have, to, I, have to com- <laughs> I have to commend them on like just the vision for this Absolutely. game. I think it's really, really unique, really clever. I like it. Yeah, for sure. It's called Before Your Eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's under 10 bucks on Steam. Um, Perfect. Well worth it for sure. Definitely needs to be experienced. Heck yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else, gentlemen, that you want to highlight before we go? Uh, nothing besides I need to play Inscription. Yeah. I need to play that game. I need to play Death Store. We both need to tap into the backlog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, thinking right. Inscription when I was reading like the Crash the Core uh, synopsis for that game of mm-hmm. deck building. I know mm-hmm. Mike loves that game. I know a lot of people are loving that. Yeah. Should be pretty good. Yeah. Seems that way. Seems I need to play it. We need to get there. Uh, thank you everyone for hanging out for episode 68 of six, one indie cast. Uh, you can follow us at six, one indie at S at S I X O N E I N D I E on all socials, six, one indie.com twitch.tv slash six, one indie. And, uh, yeah. Follow Justin at eight bit nomad. Did I get that right? Yes, Yes, you did. Austin at I can never say your name correctly. Austinian underscore Ernie? No, that's wrong. It's Austin Ernie. So like A U S T I O N underscore Ernie. There you go. Austin. There you it's, go. It's two of my nicknames just put together. Gotcha. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can follow me at Mr. K on everywhere. And uh, yeah, we love you very much. Stay safe and uh, play some more indie games. Bye bye. 100%.